The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Start! You can call me Bruce. Nolan is standing by. Hey, wacky Bruce. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, this is the Bruce Exclusive. And here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. To another edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Mrs. Nolan. You can find Bruce on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. So you're probably wondering why you're getting Mrs. Nolan today and not Bruce. Well, Bruce came to me tonight during dinner. He actually got a tweet, I do believe, saying that I should go ahead and do a scripted version of the Bruce exclusive. So here we are. And Bruce also lost his voice, so we thought this would be a good option. So we're going to start off with the narratives like we always do from the Bills-Jets game. And of course, we're going to start off with what's on everybody's mind, the run defense. Last week on the pod, Bruce talked about two aspects of the run defense, the tackling and the trying. We used the boxed numbers from the Green Bay game to show that at the time, the Bills weren't overly invested in stopping the Packers from running the ball. They were very content to allow Green Bay to continue to run the ball because each time they did, the Packers actually lost win probability. This week, the Bills once again gave up a lot of yards to a team on the ground, but the method by which that was allowed was very different and requires a different reaction on our part. While Bruce went out of his way to outline how content the Bills were with letting the Packers run the ball, on the final drive for the Jets, the Bills consistently had seven or more men in the box and were bringing run blitzes. They weren't letting the Jets run the ball. They weren't happy the Jets were running the ball. They were devoting meaningful resources in an attempt to stop that from happening, and yet it happened. That means that our reaction to the rushing yards given up last week and our reaction to the rushing yards given up this week should be much different because the effort expended by the team in an attempt to stop it from happening was much different. 
the go-to response every time something like this happens is that the Bills shouldn't be playing nickel. It's important that we understand exactly what nickel is. It's a personnel grouping. That's it. It's not a formation or a play call. It doesn't intrinsically mean the defense is being more aggressive or more passive. It implies only the presence of a nickel defender, in this case, Taron Johnson, and a place of a third linebacker. And Taron Johnson is one of the best nickel defenders in football and is vastly superior to the overwhelming majority of third linebackers in the NFL, not just in coverage, but in run defense as well. Going to a base defense doesn't do anything about the number of players in the box. It doesn't change anything about the run fits. It only changes the third linebacker for Taron Johnson. And I want one of the best players at his position in the NFL on the field as much as possible. The Bills proved on the final drive against the Jets that the run defense deficiencies are not nickel related. They were in nickel, yes, but with the safety down in the box. They had the bodies to stop the run. Those bodies, most notably, safety Jaquan Johnson, did not do so. Rookie linebacker Terrell Bernard, filling in for all everything Matt Milano, made some mistakes as well. But no change to defensive personnel was going to change that because the person making the errors wasn't Taron Johnson. In fact, you likely opened yourself up to more errors if you would have taken Johnson off the field in place of Tyrell Dotson. The natural reaction to any deficiencies we see on the field is to blame coaching. Even when a player makes a mistake, the response from many is, well, the coach shouldn't have put him in that position. There is no scheme that makes your fourth string safety look starter caliber, and there's no roster in the NFL where the fourth string safety is starter caliber. I recognize that it's an uncomfortable thing to hear, but due to injuries, it's the reality the Bills faced against the Jets. Even they knew the changes needed to be made. When Micah Hyde went down, the less experienced DeMar Hamlin got the start opposite Jordan Poyer rather than Jaquan Johnson. At the trade deadline, the Bills brought in Dean Marlowe, a Sean McDermott favorite who knows the system like the back of his hand. They were and are actively avoiding playing Jaquan Johnson for meaningful snaps on defense. The next thing you might think is, if you have someone you're avoiding playing meaningfully on defense, why is he on your roster? And to that, Bruce would say, your fourth string safety is there to play special teams on every single roster in the NFL. That is no different on this Bills team. So the Bills don't have some magic scheme that can make an undersized and slow special team safety who is good special teams player, mind you, and has absolutely been a positive return on investment for a sixth round pick into a player that's not going to make mistakes against the run. Did they devote the resources to stop the run when it mattered against the Jets? Yes. Was there something inherently flawed in the play calls? Bruce doesn't think so. Lesser players than starters performed less effectively than starters. That's an uncomfortable truth because we very much want there to be an answer apart from the guy screwed up. But it's not the same situation as with the Packers because not all similar results are arrived at through similar methods. How and why are more important interrogatives than what? We know that all 85-yard touchdown passes are not the same. Bombing it deep in between two defenders is a lot different than throwing a three-yard check down and having a running back break five tackles on his way to an epic run after catch. 
Yes, they're both 85-yard touchdown passes, but they were not achieved in the same or even similar manners, and as such, our takeaways from them should be very different. And that's our dog in the background digging, digging to Buffalo. So the takeaway from the Packers game is that no alarm should be raised because the Bills weren't really trying to stop them from rushing the ball. The takeaway from the Jets game is that Terrell Bernard and Jaquan Johnson are not as good as the all-pro level players they replaced and the Bills need to tackle better. Obviously, it's an oversimplification as each play has its own cause and effect. But the point is that firing angry words at coaching and the scheme in these cases usually ends up being anger misplaced. We're going to take a quick break. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. And remember, you can find Bruce on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. Okay, so we talked about one of the hot topics of the week, and that was run defense, and we compared it to the Packers game and how it was different. Now we're going to get to the emails. Bruce got a DM from Logan, and it says, Hey, Bruce, just had a thought and wanted to see if you agreed. I feel as if there is a trend with the Bills under McDermott and slumps or short stretches where it looks like they can't get anything going. In 2017, it was against the Jets, Chargers, and Saints. 2018, the first two games against Baltimore and the Chargers. 2019, Philadelphia, Washington, Cleveland. I know they beat Washington, but I remember being upset with the offense. 2020, Tennessee, Kansas City, and the Jets. Once again, beat the Jets, but no touchdowns. In 2021, Tennessee, second half, Miami, Jacksonville. And now in 2022, second half against Green Bay and the New York Jets. Is there something to this trend or am I just trying hard to cope? Thank you for your fantastic work and taking time out of your life to create great content and have a great night. Go Bills! Bruce thinks this is one of those times where following beat reporters from other teams can really help provide perspective if you can't watch a ton of other teams' actual games. What you describe can absolutely be called slumps, but no season for any team is consistent domination from start to finish. There's a reason they call the season a roller coaster. Roller coasters that go in a straight line with no ups and downs aren't roller coasters. They're monorails. Nobody has ever said that the NFL season was like a monorail. So yes, Bruce would agree that those times are slumps, but he doesn't think there's anything to be taken from it apart from that it makes the Bills like every other team in the history of the NFL. They have times where they don't perform up to their capabilities. Now, the Bills have a higher ceiling of capabilities right now than most other teams in the league. So for them, it's like going from a 9 into a slump where you're a 6, while other teams, it's like going from a 6 into a slump where you're a 3. 
we got an email from Evan, and Evan says, wanting to get this out on time and still waiting on news of Josh Allen's elbow, so I'll have to submit two possible options that cannot both occur. Think of it as Schrodinger's almighty take. One, Josh gets whatever treatment is necessary and or listens to A Country Boar Can Survive by Hank Williams Jr. and Farmer Strong's his way to dominate the Minnesota Vikings. His thirst for hurling people in purple cannot be quenched. Bills 31 to 6. And number two, Josh is sedated by Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott with an elephant tranquilizer to protect his elbow from himself. They lock him in McDermott's office in case Keenum helps Stefan Diggs exact revenge on his former team for insinuating they cannot trust him around their sisters. Also Bills 31-6, Diggs has a four-touchdown game either way because apparently he's the only wide receiver who hasn't lost the ability to catch a football. After listening to the updates on Josh Allen's elbow and seeing how conservative the Bills have been with injuries this season, Bruce would be surprised if Josh Allen played this weekend against the Vikings. If you made him bet, and Bruce would try to avoid it at all costs, he would bet that Case Keenum gets his first start of the 2022 season. This is a team who knows that it's likely playoff bound regardless of a win or loss against an NFC team at the beginning of November. I recognize that sounds arrogant, but when projecting out things like this, you need to be able to play the probabilities. So it looks like the elephant tranquilizer might need to be used to make Evan's most recent almighty take a reality. Next item is going to be a piece that Bruce wrote for buffalorumblings.com about the upcoming matchup against the Minnesota Vikings that applies whether or not Josh Allen plays. This week offers up an interesting thought experiment for people who preview the matchup. Whether Minnesota represents a grave threat to or a cure for what ails the Bills depends entirely on where the previewer is looking. In Minnesota's favor, the Buffalo Bills turn the ball over a lot. They are fourth in the NFL in giveaways with 14 in all three of the teams in front of them, the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints, and the New England Patriots, all tied at 17 giveaways, have started backup quarterbacks thus far in their season. To add to that fact, the Bills themselves may be starting a backup quarterback if Josh Allen's elbow keeps him out for the game. The Minnesota Vikings are good at taking the ball away. They're tied for sixth in the league with 14 takeaways. In Buffalo's favor... The Bills have struggled in the low red zone this year. Within the five-yard line, the Bills are dead last in the NFL in offensive touchdown rate at 25% and are 19th in the league in touchdown rate and the red zone as a whole at 53.57%. Minnesota has the worst defense in the league in regards to stopping touchdowns in the red zone, giving up six points a staggering 78.95% of the time. It's the completely stoppable force versus the incredibly movable object. Another thing in Minnesota's favor, Buffalo has been gashed in the run game over the last two weeks, giving up 208 rushing yards to the Green Bay Packers before following it up by allowing 174 yards to the New York Jets. 
There are very different reasons behind each of those games, but if the Bills decide to put their foot down this week and go all out to stop Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings' zone-based rush scheme, they may be putting themselves in harm's way. Kirk Cousins has the 8th highest passer rating in the NFL when using play action among passers with 250-plus dropbacks. He's thrown 7 touchdowns and only 1 interception using the concept. The Bills deciding to stop the run at all costs against this particular team could open them up to getting hit with meaningful plays in the passing game and enriching a strength of the Minnesota quarterback. In all three situations, we find a strength of one team lining up with a weakness of the other team. Who knows whether this game will end up being a great or poor matchup for the Buffalo Bills. I know what factors Bruce will be watching most closely. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Mrs. Nolan with Buffalo Rumble.